Cool. <laughs> like, I feel like we almost have to do an introduction just because of the context. <laughs> like, we can't just jump in and start talking. Um, yeah, so what did we just do? Uh, I just brought over a Blu-ray player to Jesse's apartment. Because I don't own a thing that can play discs. you don't own a thing that plays discs. Mm-hmm. Not a single device in your life plays discs. Right. And uh, I used that to then show Jesse two episodes of TV shows he has never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which we've t- we've talked about both of them and the fact that you haven't seen either of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, we watched an episode of The Simpsons and we watched an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, we did. Uh, when you told me that when we, we planned this, yeah, uh, or we prepared it. Yeah, <clears throat> I know. We're just breaking all sorts of tradition. Um, you didn't tell me what we were going to watch. You just told me that... Uh, like you were going to bring things I had never seen before yes. that I needed to have seen. And I'm very surprised Star Trek wasn't one of them. I thought about it, but I felt like Star Trek should be its own episode or its own like independent thing. Because I really okay. wanted to show the episode of The Simpsons. Right. Because uh, Alan Sepinwall answered my question on Ask Alan. Which is kind of amazing. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like it's super cool. Uh, and I, you know, I said, you know, I got a friend who's never seen an episode of The Simpsons. Like what should I show him first? Yeah. Was this so? Which episode did we watch? Uh, we watched uh, season four's uh, later. It's later in the season episode called "Last Exit to Springfield," uh, and uh, I mean it's it is a like classic episode of The Simpsons. Is this? If you didn't have your question answered, is this was this like on your short list of episodes? If you had to pick, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, this, uh, Marge versus the monorail is another one. Um, mm-hmm. Lisa versus the eighth commandments. Really good. Is that the t- format title format? No, for a lot of shows? not at all. <laughs> uh, Cape fear was another one that's really good that I was considering. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's so, I mean, you could pick almost any episode from like the fourth or fifth season and probably the third and be like, this is a really good episode. Uh, and that's kind of why I was having trouble like picking one that I felt like represented everything. But this one actually like had so much of the great things about the Simpsons Mm -hmm. Uh, from the silly songs to the dream sequences, (laughs) to the cultural references, to the character driven humor. Like it's all in there. Yeah. uh, In a very powerful way. I mean, like I'll be honest, I took an immense amount of joy sitting on the couch as you watched dental plan, Lisa needs braces, dental plan, Lisa needs braces. Uh, because that is, that's a very, very classic joke. Like that is, that joke has been in my head for years. Okay. So like that specifically, I didn't, I, I so I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. But like that was one of the things where I was like, this is, I don't understand why this is funny. And then when, when it, it paid off after he was interrupted and he goes, I lost my train of thought. And then he continues his train of thought of just going, dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Like, that was funny. Yeah. Just the repetition itself was not very yes, funny. I, I, even even though there, uh, I do appreciate the like absurd humor of just repeating the same unfunny thing over and over mm-hmm. again until it goes through the phases of, yeah. okay, this is kind of funny. Okay, now it's not f- funny anymore. And now it's funny again. Now it's really not funny anymore. Mm. Now I'm mad. Now it's hilarious. Yeah. Now it's the funniest. <laughs> yeah, that, that sine wave of humor. Have you Are you familiar with Christian Shaw as a horse? No. Really? I do like Christian Shaw, but uh, I don't know Christian Shaw as a horse. Christian Shaw and I don't remember who. She had like a longtime comedy partner. Really? And they would do I don't think I knew this about Christian They would Shaw. do like shows together. Okay. And um one of their famous bits is Kristen Shaw would I don't think she dressed up like a horse, but she would like prance around the stage like a horse. Okay. While her comedy partner would uh sing Oh, Kristen Shaw is a horse. For like 10 minutes wow and like just screaming it and like getting like louder and more like wild and crazy and she would just prance around the stage and it goes through those waves of like mm-hmm. oh yeah this is kind of funny like haha she's a horse and then like why are they still going yeah okay i guess it's kind of funny like okay i'm losing my mind this, it's is, hilarious. this is not funny anymore. and now i'm mad like yeah <laughs> that's that's my classic just yeah repeat. it's a good it's a good yeah. structure um but i i mean 
even something like The Simpsons takes that structure, which is pretty well known, and subverts it in a way that makes it even funnier. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I took I took notes. I know. This. I love this. I love that you just immediately pull out your phone and start taking notes. Um, uh, not all of these are, are worth talking about, but um, I was this. It wasn't exactly what I expected. Okay. Like I didn't think The Simpsons was that kind of show necessarily. Like it was. Like, it's a funny animated sitcom. Yeah. But it was a little more weird than I expected. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it It's, you know, you almost have this sort of spectrum of, like, Rick and Morty to uh, King of the Hill in terms of, like, weirdness. Uh-huh. Um, and Simpsons lands comfortably in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, the thing that, like, really impressed me was how fast it was yeah i don't know if that is characteristic typical. or if that yeah. was just this episode yeah. but like there was like that good chunk in the middle of this episode where like it's just like tightly edited like mm-hmm. joke after joke after joke and it's not like wasting any time yeah like sitting on something it's just like bouncing back and like from the next to the next to the next and i like they packed a lot of humor mm-hmm. into this into this episode they did yeah um I was also surprised uh, in the beginning you get the little scene of like the TV show or the movie or something. Yes, the McBain movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what was his what was his line? Was it ice to meet you? I think it was ice to meet ice you. Ice to meet yeah. you. Um, that was a lot more violent than I expected a animated show from like the early 90s, mm-hmm. which is. And we didn't even get a um, itchy and scratchy episode in this episode, uh, which is is the violent cartoon that the Simpsons kids watch. Oh, really? There's a show called Itchy and Scratchy about a little cartoon mouse and a cartoon cat who violently murder each other. <laughs> and it, like, it, it's very violent? Yes. But this is nominally, like, a family yeah. show, right? I mean, also, it came in, in the 90s, this was an incredibly subversive show. Like, it's become an institution now, mm-hmm. and so it's not seen that way, but... Like, I knew a number of people growing up, and even, like, in high school and in college, who were like, oh, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. And, like, I didn't watch The Simpsons. I never really, like, wanted to, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I would not have been allowed yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it was, yeah, much more violent, but the none of the comedy was, like, inappropriate mm-hmm. in the way that, like, a lot of comedy, especially, like, animated comedy, is inappropriate today. Family Guy. Right. That's the other thing, like... <laughs> Oh my God, Family Guy is a complete rip off the yes. Simpsons. And like, I, I knew, it, I knew it was like inspired by the Simpsons and like in the same vein of the Simpsons, but it's just like the same show. Yeah, except Family Guy is worse. Right, except it's the fu- the humor is not funny. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Family Guy is like evil. Yeah. in my eyes, and the Simpsons is it was this was funny. Like, yeah. this was good. But the comedy is all just like, uh, it's much dumber than I expected. Um. <laughs> Which is great. Like I yeah. love dumb humor. Like uh, uh, Homer is negotiating, and he like and he wins the negotiation, and then just starts like screaming and spinning around on the floor. Like woohoo, woohoo! His legs just kicking around in a circle. Like it's not anything. It's nothing. It's just dumb and stupid. But it's yeah, it was pretty funny. Um. Uh. What else? What else did I have here? Um. The animation is very early '90s. Yeah, and I know it, it's improved. Yeah, well, like, it's in high def now. Yeah, um, and it, and like the show looks significantly better now than it did 23 years ago. Yeah, but it's it's just very like rough, hand animated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't detract from it. No, necessarily. It's still, still a really funny show. Um, I have a question about yes. the show. Who is the main character of The Simpsons? Is it Homer? That's is a it... really it's a really powerful question. Yeah. Uh, so. The Simpsons, if The Simpsons has a main character, it is The Simpsons. As a family. As a family. Uh, And one of the things that that happens in The Simpsons is that every main character in the family will have a spotlight episode. Okay. And not like in terms of like, oh, it's, you know, it's the third episode, so it's got to be a Lisa episode or anything like that. But the spotlight shifts and refocuses on all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think really that this episode showcased that it is a like ensemble comedy yeah because uh like lisa gets the whole thing is it lisa yeah lisa with, gets the braces, with the braces. Yeah. um i mean i would say of the characters that were the main character in this episode it would be homer and lisa yeah 
Um, Bart was fairly um, strategically used, I yeah. would say. The scene in the dentist office is great. <laughs> <laughs> Ever shake a can of spray paint? <laughs> what was the House of Lies line? Oh, That's a classic. Line. Yeah, yeah. Um, why must you make my office a house of lies? <laughs> um, it's like you brush your teeth three times a day, sir. <laughs> like that. That is that is just so. Like that line is perfect. Like that mm-hmm. is a, a just absolutely perfect joke. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. That character's never shown up again in The Simpsons. The dentist? Yeah. Really? Like the, and The Simpsons has 500 like recurring, recurring minor, characters. minor characters. And that guy's never, like as far as I know, has never shown Like I don't know his name. I don't know his personality other than that episode. That's surprising because that was a strong minor character. It is. But that's, that also kind of shows like the depth of their characters. Right. Uh, that like all of those are possible. Right. And, wow. Uh, and it is with, with their depth of a roster, there are episodes that do not focus on the Simpsons at all. You know, there, there are Mr. Burns focused episodes. There are, uh, we, literally this past week, I watched one of the latest episodes, which was a, we'll say kind of inspired by the great Gatsby. Okay. Um, but also with like, had straight up uh, cameos by common, and uh, Snoop Dogg and a third rapper whose name I remember. Like those people exist in the universe? Yeah, well, and came in and recorded a diss track. <laughs> um, also in that episode. Um, and that episode was about Burns. Like that, he was the central character of that episode. And Homer was, was had a side story where he was, you know, best friends with a goose that kept biting him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and the show has has done that numerous times. They've gone off in other directions and focused on other characters. Yeah. Again, not surprising because it's been on for nearly thirty years. You got to do something to get yeah. stories. Yeah. But uh, yeah, to answer your, answer your initial question, the Simpsons are the primary character. Okay. Uh, and of those, Homer is probably the central character. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, there there are more. He is he is the biggest plot driver. I would say. Mm-hmm. In any of the episodes, the biggest laugh getter. Do the um do the kids grow up? Nope. Throughout the show, nope. really. It's just it's got a kind of a rolling, eternal present. Right. Uh, now that is not to say that the kid they haven't had episodes, um, four or five episodes about like what will the Simpsons be like when they're adults or grow up or in the future. Oh, really? And they've done it three or four different times, all of which have three or four different interpretations of that. Um, Interesting. In one of them, Lisa's president. Um, <laughs> nice and, and other things like that but yeah so like they've jumped forward in time a few times but they're in this sort of eternal present is lisa as president is is there uh the like the trump reference is there no a, that was that was decades that fake? ago no no because no, oh. they're like i've seen on the internet like a screenshot of a simpsons episode where lisa's in the oval office and she says well as you know we've inherited quite a debt from like president trump or something like that I don't think that's real, but okay. I'd have to check. Okay. Like I, it is possibly real because Trump has been around as long, yeah, if not longer than the Simpsons. Yes, he is older than the Simpsons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, and, and like a public figure yeah, that people yeah, yeah. make fun of. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if that's the case or not, but it's possible. Um, okay, my other question: uh, Homer's tagline is like, is it is the his tagline like throughout the show? Is it? Is that his thing, just to say dough at stuff? Yes. Okay. I mean, not that... Yes. I don't think that's funny. Is that supposed to be, like, funny? Yeah. You didn't You didn't laugh when the thing fell on his head? I mean, I laughed when the thing fell on his head because dumb, like, physical humor is funny. Yeah. But I don't think the tagline is funny. I don't know if the joke itself is funny. It is unique. Uh-huh. So it was not written... Or legend has it, and I I don't know the truth of any of this. Legend has it that the episode or the the first appearance of that was not written as Doe D apostrophe O H as it's commonly written was in the, was not called that in the script. Uh-huh. It was called Annoyed Grunt in brackets. Annoyed Grunt. <laughs> um, and Dan Castellano, the voice actor of Homer, invented that noise. Okay, and so it became iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it became very much his, a signature piece of his. Right. Um, but in the same way, the uh, woohoo. Right. 
is also one that shows up all over the time or the mm, donuts or whatever mm, <laughs> I, lo- I love to his fantasy of being a mob boss yeah just people bringing him donuts yes <laughs> uh and so he's there's a lot of those sort of recurring jokes that are that are familiar more than they are the punchline themselves okay yeah because when i watch one standalone episode it feels like it's just trying to be a punchline and i'm like eh, that's not like funny yeah but but recurring familiarities for a character like it will have value if i had watched a lot of yeah it. yeah i do want to say i loved it when you turned to me and said did all of those things happen yeah <laughs> uh, so we were watching the episode and and a recurring joke on the simpsons is that uh, mr burns cannot remember homer simpson at all okay like he has no like every time it's like who's that guy <laughs> um and and like even this early on that's been the joke mm-hmm. and Smithers turns to him and says, well, you know, uh, his wife painted you in the nude. Uh, you ran over his son. Like this <laughs> list of, of things that happened. Yeah, like he saved the plant or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and all of which had happened in previous episodes of The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> that he just cannot remember. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, does Mr. Burns stay a like kind of one-dimensional evil character? Yes. He's like, he's very, very caricaturely they evil. they add a lot of they they mine that for a lot of jokes uh-huh. but yes uh yeah. i mean they they do give him characterization and storylines where he has you know motivations and things like that uh-huh. but there is a core like root of evil old man <laughs> that drives everything is smithers also a bad guy smithers works for mr burns yeah he seems fairly neutral yeah um he is a uh burns asexual what <laughs> he's in love with mr burns oh really yeah i didn't know and that it was a it has become more of a prominent sort of thing over the years but that's always been a subtext of the character um <laughs> and it's been made more and more explicit over the years is there a lot of fan fiction of oh i'm sure yeah i've read surprisingly little simpsons fanfic okay <laughs> <laughs> that means you've read some sure <laughs> I've read a lot of fanfic, but surprisingly little from the Simpsons universe. Um, one of the funniest things to me is because like Homer's character is very, like very dumb. Like yes. he's, he's unintelligent. Yes, uh, he's always doing he's a, he's a stupid dumb, stuff. Lazy slob. Yeah. Uh, but I found a lot of humor when he's like surprisingly eloquent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking about like you know being the the president of the of the workers union. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like describing the arc of, uh, was this, was it Homer saying this or was it in the flashback? Uh, uh the, the guy being dragged off, I think is what you're thinking of. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> that, that wasn't, that wasn't Homer. Yes. One day there'll be a union who will give us equal power and then we'll go too far and get corrupt. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we'll grow tired and shiftless and we'll succumb to like Japan will overtake us. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That, that was a flashback. That wasn't Homer. It was a flashback. But like, it's a fairly dumb show. So contrasting yes. that with like this kind of dark, sad eloquence. Like, oh is, yeah. Well, yeah. there's a lot of that, and there's there's a lot of very smart people who have written for The Simpsons, uh, and so that you get a lot of very smart, right. cutting jokes in along with the dumb humor, which is like, I think you need people who are like very smart and clever in order to make even obviously dumb humor work like see also family guy (laughs) right like (laughs) seth MacFarlane is not smart in that way no like he just likes dumb stuff yes like i don't want to say he's dumb i don't know that but like his sense you can tell his sense of humor is not particularly sophisticated yes whereas like it very much feels like the creators and writers and whatnot of the simpsons have a very sophisticated sense of humor and they channel that into fantastically stupid comedy yes yeah it's a very important difference yes i really hate family guy (laughs) you're not alone i also really hate family guy did you ever like it because i used to like it i think i thought i liked it right um i didn't have a uh like because i watched it before it got canceled the first time Mm -hmm. and i watched it but i don't think it i don't think i had a had a strong enough critical palette to know that it was bad i think my favorite bit from this episode was mm-hmm. um homer's at home and the doorbell rings <laughs> like <laughs> like who is, who is it? it goons hired goons <laughs> <laughs> and then he just opens the door 
and immediately gets dragged away. Who is it? Goons. Goons? Hired goons. Hired goons. <laughs> it's like, oh, what kind of goons could be at the door? Oh, the, the hired, hired kind. goons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then uh, and then Mr. Burns, like when he gets to yeah. Mr. Burns' office or whatever, he's like, I like the more personal touch. Of hired goons. Of hired goons. <laughs> you could have just called me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the the last particular thing I noticed about this episode was um uh Mr. Burns appearing on like the news or like the talk show yes. on television. And I with Kent Brockman, who is who is a recurring character that shows up a lot. That's the anchor. Yeah. Kent Brockman. And then uh the the lady, I forget the character's name, who's like, I brought my own microphone. Well, that was not just a that was that was a very topical reference. Um I have to look up the the, the woman's name because she was she was a famous person. Like that was not. Oh, that's straight up a real person. Yes, and okay. that was actually her. Oh, okay. That was. Um, uh, I'm I'm just looking it up right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sure I missed at least half of all the like, ref, pop cultural references from sure. 1993 because yeah. I was a baby, three or four at the time. Yeah, you're only a couple years. I know. Old I was. Maybe. I was. I probably first saw this in syndication. Like right. I did not. Um. But I. Like that, uh, <laughs> Dr. Joyce Brothers, okay. um, who uh, died in 2013, um, hmm. but was a psychologist and advice columnist and was on a lot of talk shows professionally, talk shows professionally <laughs> among other things, but yes. So having Dr. Joyce Brothers on as Dr. Joyce Brothers and having her say, I brought my own microphone is an extra <laughs> level. It's still a funny joke because yeah. you still laughed. But yeah, there's an extra level to it because that was actually her. Um, but the I, I just kind of thought that was kind of a was a very prescient and undated like <laughs> joke in like how dumb that talk show scenario was. Where yeah. Like, hey, let's have uh, people with dumb opinions go on TV because they have they're in conflict and we want them to talk right to they're other. in conflict yeah. and we have to present both sides equally <laughs> and like mr burton the, the the anchor is like i here we have an opening tirade and mr burns gets his opening tirade like yeah we just yeah. let uh let I've anyone been, i've been directed not to ask any more questions to mr simpson Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah we get to just have uh people on tv because their opinions are loud and different yes and that's uh who surprisingly boy. accurate oh <laughs> A significant problem today. <laughs> but I like I really liked that. Good. I thought the I'm Simpsons, so glad to hear it. I thought The Simpsons was very funny. Good. Yes. I'm glad I watched it. I am too. Yeah. I'm glad that this episode didn't like turn to ash in your digital mouth. <laughs> this is terrible. What am I doing? It like it was it was very dated. Mm-hmm. Um but the the timely stuff like the pop culture references yeah. like you don't need the sh- it's not they're not essential yes right so like there's still plenty of funny stuff that isn't that mm-hmm. um so i'm still able to find it funny even though there's a lot of like the very timely pop culture references yeah. you think you watch another episode of the simpsons at some point i would watch another yeah. episode of the simpsons yeah cool i would Are you so we also watched Buffy? We did. We which, watched the pilot episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But I want to know are, quickly: Are you enjoying the Red Dragon arc of Hell? Yeah, 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 it's good. Um, it is. So a couple things surprised me when it started. A the time jump. Like I, I was surprised we went that far ahead. We jumped three years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm still kind of like rearranging myself into the new status quo. Right. Uh, I, I mean, it makes sense. Like there was not like you had to stop and put some time in there to let things readjust. Right. Uh, just because of how, how everything was at the end of the, the <laughs> arc before that, the, right. we could call the Hannibal arc. Right. Of, uh, you know, catching the, the Chesapeake Ripper. But that one and the, the pig guy, his story. Oh yeah. I like the pig guy. Yeah. He's, um, He's delightfully evil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's gross. Oh, well, yes, he's super, very gross. Super gross. Super gross, super nasty. Yeah. But uh he's a pleasure to watch. <laughs> yeah. So I've I think I've seen the first two. Cuz I watched the one that ended with Will going back in the house. 
um, and trying to figure out what happened and realizing he didn't know. Mm, mm-hmm. And then he has to go talk to Hannibal. And so, like, I don't think I finished that episode because I was watching it, like, on the plane or something. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's all right so far. So, have you seen, um, I forget the actor's name. The the guy? The guy who plays yeah. the Red Dragon. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he does a great job. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's very disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Visceral. Yeah, all his like body movements. Mm-hmm. And he's like doing yoga or whatever or to like <laughs> to like embody the, the dragon. Red dragon. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very. It feels very evil. Yeah, like, when I'm impressed with when uh, with him as a character, and, and he he doesn't talk at least on screen. I don't think I've seen him talk. Yeah, I think he at least goes for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's a there's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I so I know the story because I've seen, uh, I've seen Silence of the Lambs. I've seen Red Dragon. I've seen Hannibal. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Hannibal Rising because that looked dumb. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Hannibal and Red Dragon were not great. Yeah, I I haven't seen Hannibal the movie. I saw Red Dragon, and I remember it scaring the crap out of me. Yeah, it's it was a scary movie. I think definitely. I was I think I was just too young and yeah. too unprepared to watch that. Um, Hannibal, interestingly enough, has roughly the same arc as the first season of season three. First half of season three. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so Hannibal has has escaped and is hiding out in Europe, and people are trying to find him. Nice. Um, and literally. Um, the detective that like rats him out and then falls out a window. <laughs> uh, that scene is like almost identical to a scene in the movie. Oh, no way. Yeah. I really liked that Italian detective guy. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that arc was clearly inspired. Like, and the same, the pig guy was the bad guy in the Hannibal movie. Like oh, he was really? the one like actively trying to get Hannibal killed and things yeah. like that. So yeah, good stuff. I really, really like uh, the third season. Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'll finish it eventually. Yeah. It's it's the kind of movie I watch on planes. It's I, I realized, or a TV show, that I've watched most of the third season like while traveling to or from a different place on yeah. a plane. And then I always feel weird because I'm like sitting on a plane, there's somebody next to me, and I'm watching Hannibal, which is a, a weird-looking show. And it it can be extremely graphic. Yes. But I, that didn't stop me. I still watched it. The um the the body in the cathedral arranged as a heart. Yeah. And then the his um his vision of it like yeah. unfolding and oh that was intense. Ugh, too much. There's like there's those moments every once in a while on the show yeah. where I'm like okay like I'm, no no, no I'm no. done you went too Backing far out. you went too far gotta gotta look no, away no thank you yeah um how was Connecticut was it cold it was fun it was cold it was not. Too cold, like it was in the 40s most of the time, which yeah. is great. I loved mm-hmm. it. Uh, I wore my hoodie, and that was all the warmth I needed. <laughs> was the footwear situation acceptable? I did. I bought shoes. Yeah. Uh, and they were okay. Like, they fit. Uh, they're not great for walking around yet, and I really walked, like, 90% of the time. I didn't drive anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the hotel was a block from the office, and then I would walk around downtown to go get food and things like that. So Downtown in? Stanford, uh, Connecticut. Stanford, yeah. Do yeah. you uh, do anything fun? Eat anything good? Had a pretty good deli sandwich. Mm-hmm. I remember texting you pictures of it. That yeah, was fun. That looks like a, it looks like a <laughs> it was good, good sandwich. It was a good sandwich. Um, what else did I eat? We, we were provided with food like three or four different days during the day. Uh, and so like it was really only dinner that I was really eating uh-huh. consistently. Found a good pizza joint. Like just a place called like Papa's Pizza. Yeah. Uh, and got, some, got a couple slices mm-hmm. and had that. That was real good. What else did we do? Oh, I went to a Peruvian restaurant. So huh. uh, one of the people I was working with is uh, half Peruvian. Um, mm-hmm. And she had heard that there was a Peruvian restaurant in town because she was from Austin, I think. Hmm. And was like, we need to try this out. And so we all went and she made recommendations and got and told us to try different things. That sounds fun. And I got, I got um, uh, bistec a lo pobre, uh, which means basically like steak for the poor guy <laughs> i think it's a real rough translation but cheap, cheap meat it was this big old like piece of like hammered meat so it was like very thin mm-hmm. um it'd been marinated on a bed of rice and potatoes and plantains because all of the starch <laughs> yeah it's peruvian yeah 
and a um, couple of fried eggs on top, like sunny side up eggs. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love like a big bed of starch with some delicious <laughs> meat and some eggs. It was real good. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple other things that we got that we tried, you know, we were trying a little bit of everything. It was real mm-hmm. good. Although um, the dish that she ordered, which was like, I don't know what it was called, but it was like a Peruvian staple. And so what she always orders, like her mom makes it, her grandma made it. Right. Um, they put it down in front of her and she was like, this is wrong. <gasps> no way. Really? Like, this is not, this is not what this is supposed to look like. Aww. And we kind of felt bad and she ate it, but like she sent, like she was sending pictures of it to her family going, like, this is what they call such and such. Yeah. <laughs> and her brother sent back like, run, get out of there. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. Yeah. She said it was okay, but it was not... Right. It's just... It was not right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we also watched Buffy. We watched the pilot episode of Buffy, which I did not realize when I started playing it for you was a two-parter, uh, but that's okay, because we stopped at the to be continued, which I think was appropriate as well. Oh, so they're not all like kind of cliffhangery? No. Okay. Uh, that was that was unusual. Okay. Uh, it seems... a. Actually, that's interesting to do as a pilot. Because well, was, so the, I, was the I pilot ask, made in two parts? That's what I'm. I'm. I'm curious now. Uh, because if you just make that one sixty-minute pilot that ends on a cliffhanger, <laughs> like, well, I hope they really hope pick they it make up some so more, we, right? Because it's not, you know. Yeah. Uh, let me look at the list of episodes and see when the second half like aired. So that was. Um, one of the first things I noticed about this sh- about Buffy, yeah, they aired on the same day, so it was it oh, was they did? two okay. part back to back. And technically, there was an unaired pilot before that, um, which had a different character as Willow and had some different plot points. Oh, interesting. But that's a like not it, lost, but not official thing. Oh, okay, like it's not canon. No. Um. So one of the first things I noticed is that this was very piloty. Yes. Like it is yes. a pilot episode. Like classic like kind of character introductions like yeah. like bumping into each other in the hall and yes. meeting each other and it's just you know the little uh self-contained like mystery of the like vampire murdering the guy and it's not even like played up as a mystery but it just felt so piloty yes it's like, super pilot really introducing the town and who these people are what are their relationships going to be yeah which is like a strength of joss whedon is to like make a good pilot he did he made a really good pilot and you can also see it's not joss whedon hasn't distilled his like signature style (laughs) quite yet but there's still some oh there's some very whedon-esque things yeah some dialogue that is very very whedon-esque don't Um, you have an elsewhere to be that line always stood out to me yeah that (laughs) i wrote i literally wrote that one down i was like who no one no one says a sentence constructed that way don't you have an elsewhere to be like i yeah, I. That's a very Joss Whedon. Line. Yeah, that immediately stood out to me. Um, the other one was uh, from the library where the books live. <laughs> it's a good line. Not where the not where the books are. Where, where the, the books, books live. live. Yeah. Um. So, this was uh, ninety seven. Yes, and the Simpsons was ninety three. You said yes. And yeah. uh, March eleventh for the Simpsons. March tenth for Buffy. Nice fun fact there. Um, this felt hurt by how dated it was much more than the simpsons did that's interesting um not that like like it felt more of its time right like i could relate and enjoy it maybe a little bit less because i i wasn't even like a full person in 1997 so i'm not even like remembering what 1997 Mm -hmm. was like very much because i was seven yeah but um it was like it was still great i really liked it good like it was funny it was whedon-esque it's uh i don't know i i'm trying to figure out like how and you know if i watch more of it i'll i'll probably understand but like the balance between the like the dark uh quasi scary mm-hmm. like, yeah, horror yeah horror, like Definitely horror stuff, elements yeah and then the very kind of like light casual like high school comedy mm-hmm. or dramedy yeah. stuff like how far it balances like on either side it seems to be a pretty even mix but it's the the blending of those two and how they work together is is interesting and weird to me yeah it's a little rough at first um but that that really does become one of buffy's hallmarks is using the supernatural and the horror to comment on and talk about Mm -hmm. the mundane of like going through high school right like 
like literally like high school is a hell mouth. Like <laughs> Buffy's high school is a hell mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And like there. Oh no, there's like real vampires and monsters, but also like your classmates are monsters. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and there is some very like, particularly the first couple seasons, there's some very heavy handedness with some of that. Uh huh. Um, like there's an episode set at prom and things go bad because everyone's prom always goes bad. And there's vampires there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I don't know if I want to tell you the thing because it's kind of a spoiler, but um, I'm not going to. I'm just going to skip it. Okay. Uh, there's a there's the character of Angel becomes very important. He's the the guy who like she met. Yeah. In the alley. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets a spinoff show. He right? does. Wasn't he has there his own a, show yeah. called okay. Angel. Yeah. I thought I recognized him. Yeah. I haven't he's, seen it. He's now on Bones. Oh, he's Bones guy. Yeah. Not Bones, but Bones Guy. Booth is his name. Booth, yeah. okay. And uh, in the early years of Bones, I had counted him as still being Angel. <laughs> Can you make that work? Does it, uh, I did. Could it fit together? Yeah. I did. I made it work. Um, yeah, so I, I liked it. It's, it's, I can't tell how seriously the show takes the, like, the, like, horror fantasy mm-hmm. side of it, or if it's more like jokey and campy like it feels a little jokey and campy because the effects are so bad and because are. it's dated they're bad but i wonder like if i was watching it in 1997 like how how serious and real would it feel like how actually scary is it supposed to be there are definitely parts that so well, i guess good horror is scary not because there's a monster but because the monster is attacking you right um and it's it's about that personality and that that human connection is mm-hmm. what makes monsters scary and I will still say that there are some really good episodes where the monster is scary because of the peril and because of the human element and you care about the characters mm-hmm. that holds up. So it do, like, it does get like legitimately like scary and horror sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, because it's Joss Whedon, it is always undercut with a joke. Like there's always right. And that, and I think that, he kind of uses that tension in the same way you might use like a jump scare as a moment of relief. And so he'll have a character make a joke instead. Right. And so we get a punchline. Right. A jump laugh, if you will. <laughs> jump laugh. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, uh, tiny little things. Yeah. Uh, the scene, I think like her first scene in the classroom when they're talking about the black death, mm-hmm. um, the teacher is writing the black death on the on chalkboard. The, yes. But it's in this like like beautiful like carefully written <laughs> cursive script. Yeah. And the words the Black Death and they're she's talking about <laughs> how twenty five million people died and it's like this gorgeous yes. flowing cursive script <laughs> on the chalkboard. I just thought that it's was a good a, little it's a good little joke. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else? Oh. Uh. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read through some of my notes. Yeah. Uh. That is not what high school libraries look like. <laughs> Um, like the, the, all the other parts of the high school, look the locker like, room, the hallways, the classrooms, you're like, yeah, uh, that's what high schools look like. This is what my high school was like. I can remember this. And then you go into the library and it's this like kind of ornate, like nice wood railings yes. and bookshelves. And yes, that is, that like, is always the case. No, like this looks like a, like old libraries in England somewhere yeah. attached to a high school libraries also library. don't have ancient volumes on demonic lore. Well, they do. If you have a. Uh, ancient volumes on demonic lore expert from England <laughs> <laughs> brings him over, which is what that guy seems to be. He that's that is an accurate depiction of that guy's character, <laughs> particularly early on. Um, yeah, Giles uh, is amazing. I love him. I love everyone on that show, though. So, yeah, the car. Uh, I really like the pretty much all the characters so far. Like they're very, like you know, it's Whedon. They're they're immediately like individual. Yeah. And have interesting relationships with each other. Uh, like the, the the group of the four mm-hmm. um, are just like, they're fun to hang out with already. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, they have their personalities. And I love I love Willow. Oh my gosh, she's such a baby. <laughs> Allison Hannigan's a baby in that episode. So this was the other thing I noticed. Like, I don't know. I looked it up uh, for Sarah Michelle Gellar. I don't know how old any of the other mm-hmm. actors are. But like, she was 20 uh when that she, sounds about when right she was yeah. shooting it yeah. and she's playing a 16 year old and so like it does do the thing that annoys me where you get people who are much older than high schoolers playing, playing high schoolers older. yeah like she does not look no like a teenage girl no. um some of them do it like, helps so- now because i've seen them older 
and so they look younger in and so to me they're like oh these they, people are very young right <laughs> right but like if you like you remember what people looked like when you were in high school they don't look like that <laughs> and i mean like and she is a famous actress and is like impossibly beautiful yes but like yeah people, yeah she looks like a 20 i can make it work um it's, that's pretty common though for high school set tv right. shows but th- this is something that this this is quite the tangent but i mm-hmm. remember seeing uh uh a couple episodes of the really really horrible show pretty little liars yeah i've watched at least the first season half season of pretty little liars it's a very bad show yeah it's it. it's it's kind of bad in a fun way though i thought it was fun sometimes um i stopped watching it so there's that but it uh it it does that thing where all, there, it's a high school show. Like yeah. all the characters are in high school, uh, but they're all like mid twenties. Yes, the, the actors all the actors playing yeah. them, and that gets really kind of disturbing when one of the uh, high school girls is like secretly dating a teacher, mm-hmm. and the show doesn't explicitly like it's it's you know it's playing with the is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? It's a bad thing, <laughs> and it is a bad thing in real yeah. life, but the show doesn't isn't solid on that yeah um and one of the reasons why it can make that not feel like such a bad thing is because it's a 20 something yeah dating someone maybe five years older than her yeah Yeah. uh but if they if that if that actor actually looked like a 15 or 16 year old girl yeah dating in a like a 30 something year old adult it'd be real bad man teacher you'd be like no this is bad this is gross and horrible but they can on the surface, they can get away with it because it doesn't mm-hmm. look bad. Yeah. Although apparently um, in the new Archie TV show, mm-hmm. Archie is uh, sleeping with an adult. And he's their high schoolers yeah. in, in Archie. Yeah. That's Riverdale's the name of the show. Like Archie also feels like he's like 80 years old because Archie's been around forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Do whatever you want, Archie. You're old. Um. What else? What else? What else? Oh, uh, everything in the 90s was ugly. <laughs> everything. Uh, the people's appearances, the clothes, the hair. Uh, I love that little see-through shirt Xander was wearing uh, over his normal shirt. Yeah, it's like this weird pale translucent baby blue like button-up shirt over a... Another shirt? Yeah. Over like a tucked-in tank top? I, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and Buffy's hair when she's like has her hair done up. Yeah. Uh, what what did what did I say? We so were her watching? hair is going every single direction. Yeah, there's like ten <laughs> every which different way. directions her hair is yeah. styled in. Uh, but yeah, just the when they're in the club and the band and like the <laughs> weird, gross, baggy, like grungy, baggy shorts and oh, it's so ugly. Everything is ugly. I can't wait until ten years from now when everything now is ugly. Yeah, but man. well, in ten years from now we might be doing a '90s revival, and so it'll all come back. <sighs> not looking forward to that that's thing's gonna happen the, the weird messily gelled hair that's yeah. like parted down the middle oh yeah oh the good stuff xander's hair uh i'm pretty sure i had that haircut at one point in time did you yeah yeah it's bad yeah it's all bad like that's <laughs> i i can't appreciate how any of it looks like i don't have any positive nostalgic feelings just think of it as like styles. historical documents it can't be historical documents because i was alive <laughs> And I yeah. like I I like dressed gross nineties in the nineties. Yeah. I had gross nineties mm-hmm. boy hair in the nineties. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody did. Um Yeah, that's all the specific notes I had about Buffy. I really liked yeah. it. I think if I had to like pick one, I like the Simpsons more. Sure. Um but I can I feel like like you just showed me one of the best episodes of The Simpsons ever. Yes. Right. And I feel like watching a lot of The Simpsons gives you will give me like a general appreciation and fondness for the show, but mm-hmm. like the quality won't really get that much better than that one. Yeah, I mean um, it'll. I mean there there are some other still amazing episodes, and I would I yeah. would say like Marge versus the Monorail as an example is probably a better episode. Uh-huh. Um, but this this was sort of an, a representative episode. This showed you kind of everything The Simpsons could be. Right. Um, but I could see watching more Buffy and really starting to like it as yeah. I like get to know the characters more and the, oh, and the story progresses and yeah. stuff like that. But the Simpsons doesn't, doesn't seem like it'll have that like characteristic to it. It's just like, you know, it's more sitcom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, but Buffy is like getting 
getting to know and love the people in the in yeah. The well, there, there are some episodes of Buffy that like are everyone's top three episodes. Yeah. Um, and like I was like, I can't show you one of these because it doesn't work by itself. It only right. works in the context of having known these characters and been through all of this with them. Right. Where you get to something like um, the body is just a devastating episode. Like I still watch it and cry. Really? Yeah. So you really do like get, it does get intense and you really do oh, get absolutely. like attachments. Cause I like my favorite Whedon show is dollhouse. Yeah. And I think that's wrong, but it's, it's good. You haven't seen Buffy. <laughs> do, you, do you like uh w- wait, what's your favorite Whedon show? Is it Buffy or oh. Firefly? That's a tough question. So if I were to rank them, Man, I might, right now, I might put Angel at the top. No way, really? Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm, it I've would never probably be, it would be Angel, Buffy and Firefly, too close to call, mm-hmm. and then Dollhouse. Wow. Okay. Um, and, I, and I think, oh, that's tough. It's tough to say. <laughs> Angel had fewer missteps than Buffy did, I think. Okay. And I think that that puts it above. And I think its worldview better matches my worldview right now. Okay. Um, I would say like Firefly has like almost no missteps because it didn't, yeah. wasn't really given an opportunity Yeah, it has 13 to. episodes and they're basically all perfect. Right. Um, and Dollhouse was two seasons, two seasons and has many, 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 many missteps. Yes. Um. But it it was capable of being like equal parts of fun, dumb show mm-hmm. uh, with just like a silly story of the week sometimes, yeah. which a lot of times didn't work, sometimes mm-hmm. did. Um, but also like an emotionally devastating show mm-hmm. by the end. Yeah. Um, so it's, I'm glad to hear that Buffy can like oh, absolutely. also get there. Yeah. Buffy can do it. Angel can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'll, um, I'll watch Dollhouse and cry still. There are some, yeah, there's some tough stuff in Buffy Good. Um, okay. as, as, as you go through it, because you also have the benefit of like seeing Buffy, like graduate high school and oh, okay. go to college and have to become an adult and like dealing with all of that. Okay. Yeah. And also like the end of the world and things. Cause that comes up occasionally, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked, and it, like, it is kind of dated and looks like it does look cheap mm-hmm. in a cheap TV kind of way. Yeah. But I do like the styling of the vampires. Yeah. It's very uh, refreshing might be the wrong word because it's old, but it's ref- new to me. Yeah. So it's kind of like refreshing to see like a nice kind of like grotesque oh, yeah. looking vampire. Yeah, they look really good. Uh, they got like the big slanty like protruding brows. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. And um, I've, I've watched Buffy and like listened to all the director's commentary of it. So like I picked up mm-hmm. on all these things. Um, those the effects not the makeup but the effect of transforming mm-hmm. and the effect of like the vampire poofing yeah. after it gets staked were both very expensive at the time so you may not have noticed this they only used each one once in that episode yeah they poofed once um, and every time you saw someone transform they would cut right. and you'd have them turn around and be a vampire there's only one where we saw them actually like go from like normal face to vamp face right and it didn't like it didn't look uh didn't look that fake. It just looked Yeah, it was old. Special effects and old, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no, the the vampire faces are pretty good. And and for what it's worth, Buffy does have some pretty good, especially for its time, special effects over the years. Yeah. Like they do some things really well. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good show. I just borrowed someone's Hulu sign in so I could yeah. watch um I haven't seen it yet. The Good Place? The Good Place? Yeah. Um, which you're not going to tell me anything about, no. apparently. But it's... I mean, I'll tell you the premise. Sure. Yeah, the premise is um, this woman wakes up and she's dead. And she's in the afterlife. Okay. Um, and she's in The Good Place. Okay. Hence the name of the show. And um, uh, Ted Danson is sort of her guide. And showing her around. He's the architect. And it turns out the good place is run on neighborhoods. So you have like the neighborhood where you live with a lot of other people who are also really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really exceptionally good. Like only the absolute best people end up in the good place. There's a scoring system. Um, and mm. you get hints of that. But um, it's 
you know, it's paradise. It's what everybody wants. Uh, except Eleanor, the main character, isn't supposed to be there. Like she got in by mistake. Yeah. Like a clerical error. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. Um, that's that's the premise, um, which is all fairly straightforward and set up at the beginning. But... It's a 30-minute comedy? Yep. Um, it is also heavily serialized. Okay. Nice. I um I have I don't know anything about it like I've never seen anything spoiled besides yeah. what you're just telling me but I have seen like a lot of kind of what you you texted me on Twitter yeah uh, people just going don't look it up go find the good place watch it it's amazing yeah it's a lot of people saying that so I was I was already intrigued before you mentioned it and then you yeah. texted me and I was like oh, okay fine maybe this will be my next thing yeah. um did we talk about my feelings on the OA last time? No, we didn't. Maybe. Yes. Yes. You, yeah. You, well, I don't know if we actually talked about it. I don't, you texted me about how much of a waste of your time it was. I don't know if we actually talked. Yeah. What a fucking disaster. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've talked about it. <laughs> okay. Like, so really quickly, I watched the OA, uh, and you didn't see it, right? You didn't watch it? No, I I watched the last 10 minutes. Okay, yeah, that's what we talked about last yeah. time we recorded. You watched the last 10 minutes and uh, we're like, nope, uh, never going to happen. Yeah. And so I watched the whole thing and for, I think it's, is it eight episodes or something? It's 10 episodes. 10 episodes. So like through the first nine, like I'm with it. Like it's got its ups and downs, but it's built, it's telling a really cool story and it's building a fun mystery. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is neat. Um, And then boy, it just really fucks it all up right in that last episode it has a scene uh i started going oh no uh in a scene where um they power of love dance uh cure someone of als is that also in the finale i think so okay like in the beginning of the episode okay um i was like ooh, that's like just feels gross that's weird and wrong like uh and then like spoilers for the oa which I give a zero percent recommend to watch. So, none. Yes. Yeah, no. Do don't, not don't watch, watch this it. show. It's garbage. If you want, you go watch the last ten minutes on Netflix. But don't even really do that. Yeah, it's not worth it. Uh, and you won't even appreciate how bad it is. Like you watched it and hated it. Yeah. But like you don't, you can't understand how much of a disappointment it is <laughs> to go through everything to have this ending after this whole buildup yeah uh so all all these characters uh end up at a school which is not a like a very common setting for in the show uh oh really i didn't actually yeah like the all the all the characters except the main one are like one's a teacher and the rest are like high school kids like they're in school sometimes but it's not like it's not like in buffy where like the school's the place okay right um so yeah, they're at school, they're in the cafeteria. Yeah. Having lunch. Having lunch and people are talking and like, you, you know, we're building to like the dramatic finale of each character's storylines yeah. and you're ready for like, you know, something to wrap it all up. And then out of the blue, completely out of character with the show, thematically like dissonant with everything that's happened so far, you see through a window in the background, someone, uh, you know, walking with a big duffel bag and they pull out a gun and they just start shooting and you're like, what? Like now the show is about a school shooting. Like what the fuck? Yeah. How can you do that? Like they just, and then it gets worse. <laughs> like the writers of the show were like, Oh man, we need like a big thing to happen. Like what's the worst <laughs> thing that we could think of? <laughs> and someone went school shooting and they were like, yep, print it. Yep. There Run it is. It's school perfect. Shooting. So they just like threw a school shooting in there. Yeah. With a character that has not been seen before. Yeah. It's not a character. The person doing the shooting. Like, has, I don't think you see their face. Yeah. Which might be the only smart decision they made. Yeah. Um, To make it like kind of like a, a nameless, mm-hmm. faceless terror sort yeah. of thing. I kind of get behind that decision. But it would have made a lot more sense if like this person was a villain or there was, or we, or, you know, troubled and we, we saw things that led to this moment or Mm. saw the context. Right. Uh, it's like, you know, bang, bang, there's some shooting and he like comes into the cafeteria and Mm -hmm. like waits three minutes before shooting anybody in the cafe, in the absolutely full cafeteria. (laughs) Uh, and all, all the main characters, there's the five of them and they're all looking at each other like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? And doing the, like the realizing, Oh my God, we're all in the same place. And then they all stand up and power of love dance their way to victory. <laughs> yeah. It's a flash mob. They did a flash mob. Yeah. So the problem is the context you might un- understand is the yeah. dance is a very, that's a thing in the show. Yes. Like they, the, 
the dance it gives them superpowers. The dance is something that the characters are learning and uncover through the arc of the show Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be the thing that like and i'm and i buy like the whole fantasy aspect of this like it opens up a tunnel to another dimension and they can like do things and become Uh powerful like yeah cool if you want to have people dance their way into another dimension like (laughs) own that weirdness and go for it just don't use that to solve a completely out of the blue thematically school shooting because they didn't even solve the school shooting well they, they distracted the, him while somebody else tackled him. Right. And so this, the whole magical dance doesn't even um, do the magic it's supposed to do. It literally just makes the guy with the gun go, what the fuck is going <laughs> Why on? Why are these people flat doing this? Yeah. And then a random un, non-character tackles him and saves the day. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what's her name gets shot? She gets shot in the chest and cliffhanger. She's going into an ambulance and yeah. end of episode. Yeah. And I think I can. I think to you, I I'm calling it power of love dancing yeah. because I'm I'm referencing the way it, the way the show destroys itself, uh, similar to Interstellar, the mm. way Interstellar destroys itself by power of loving your way into the fifth dimension yeah. and communicating with your daughter. Like, yeah, it's just so thematically wrong with everything that's happened before. <laughs> like it's a show about. Like, yeah, what's interesting uh, is uh, I didn't say this last time because I didn't want to spoil it for you, but. Amy and I, who I showed Amy gifts of it. I didn't even make her watch the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I showed her animated gifts I found on the internet. Um, we both found it insulting to dance. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like, this is an insult to actual artists who do things that are really powerful and impactful with dance. Mm. Um, this is like dumb flailing and what people think like quote unquote interpretive dances which is not a thing interpretive dance is not a thing at all that's that's a phrase someone made up that means nothing oh really yeah interesting it's what are you interpreting your feelings no it's not a thing thing. (laughs) the power of love (laughs) um and so like it's it's like also really insulting to anybody who appreciates dance so to be fair the show never characterizes what they're doing as dancing they call it the movements. They're they're doing magical movements that somehow that look like dancing. Open another tunnel yeah. to a dimension. Yeah. <laughs> and like I'm not even saying that disdainfully. Like you want to do weird movements. You can do it. That you discover in the afterlife to uncover another dimension. Like yes, go for it. Be a weird show. Just don't use it to distract a school shooter. <laughs> like it's so in the way that like magically curing someone of ALS like feels gross and disrespectful of like what it means to have ALS and suffer through that. Absolutely. Because that was also out of the blue. Yeah. That That was was not not an important character really. Oh, okay. Uh, Like it's gross to use something as tragic and horrible as a school shooting, as a school shooting to like make a dramatic point. Yeah. Oh, because it doesn't say anything about school shootings. No. Other than you can dance your way to freedom. So you're not a fan. Not no. going to check out season two if it happens? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Done. Um, yeah, I think the, the next thing I'll, I'll watch, I think, is um, The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's quite good. It's very funny. Good. Uh, they're, they're just, everyone in it is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I watched a couple nights ago? which I had not seen in a very long time. I think I'd only seen it once, maybe like at least 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, My Cousin Vinny. I have never seen My Cousin Vinny. Oh, man. You know what it is? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That is a good movie. Is it? Like good. It's, it's almost, it's one of those just like, there's nothing like particularly amazing mm-hmm. about it, but it is like a perfect movie. Awesome. Like, just through and through like every little scene works like yeah. the characters are like wonderful and delightful uh it's yeah that's a perfect movie Good. you should watch my cousin Vinny. i probably should yeah i've seen trailers for my cousin Vinny a lot i bet the trailers are bad because it's old well so i saw them when the movie was new because i would like rent movies from blockbuster or i'd have vhs tapes and there was always trailers at the beginning of right. those and like I am confident that I've seen the trailers for My Cousin Vinny probably a dozen or more times <laughs> in front of other things I've watched. Right. I've never actually like watched My Cousin Vinny. It's perfect. Good. God, their accents. Is it is Boston? Is it Boston accent? New York. New York. So they're okay. the movie's set in Alabama. 
Okay. And, and they've all got and the own, two and yeah. the two two New Yorkers are in Alabama. And hilarity ensues. And yes, hilarity ensues. Good. Cool. Any other thoughts on Simpsons or Buffy? I mean, I'm excited that you'll continue watching either or both of them. Yeah, I probably will sometimes. Like now, yeah. now that I can direct some positive feelings about the shows at something, like yeah. I, I have a thing to be like, yes, that was good. Yeah, I want to see if I want to see if Buffy is still on Hulu. They're much more on the list than they were before. Yeah, Buffy is still on Hulu, um, although they list it as a comedy, which is a little weird. Uh, uh, like there I, is comedy. There is comedy in it. I don't think I would call it a hum- comedy. I think I found myself laughing at stuff that probably wasn't supposed to be funny. Uh, yeah, but just fair. like just laughing at the data in this. Yeah, sometimes that's going to happen. Um, I feel like we should do this again sometime. Yeah, because absolutely. I'm, again, I'm surprised Star Trek was not here. Yeah. I had a very hard time deciding what Star Trek episode to show you. Like that was a thing that I struggled with as well. Cause mm-hmm. again, my gut is to go with something like, um, well, Measure of a Man is still on the list, but um, Best of Both Worlds, Part 1 and 2, uh, are considered to be like the best episodes of TNG. Yeah. But I don't know if they work if you don't know who the character is. Like, I don't know that they stand alone very well. And w- would I understand the characters enough just through cultural osmosis? I don't think so. I yeah. don't think you would in the same way as you would with The Simpsons. Like you, right. you kind of know who the Simpsons are for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that works with Star Trek as well. Um, I could show you because I do think it works pretty well as a standalone thing. Star Trek: First Contact, which is the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, it was the first movie with just the Next Generation cast. Yeah, yeah. I feel like That's yeah. I feel like you can you can pick something. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to come up with things, yeah. Are there things that, like, I've watched that I'm mad at you for not having watched? I don't know. Maybe? I hope so. I like, like, I would I would be glad to have this go both ways. Because, well, like, you you have consumed much more media than I have. I have consumed a lot of media. Yeah. You're a, yeah. I spend a lot of my time not consuming media. Yeah. And feel like you spend most of your free time doing I consume that. a lot of media. Uh I mean, like the last one was uh was Iron Giant, like that yeah. was like my number one. And I one. saw that, and I was yeah, and you did, and yeah. I was like very upset that you hadn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't really think of like a TV show that I love that you haven't seen that I like need you to watch. Yeah, because you've seen all of them. I've seen a lot. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> is there a is there a television critic on the internet you can ask about a Star Trek episode the way you did with The Simpsons? Um, not one who knows Star Trek as well as like Alan Seppenwall knows The Simpsons. Yeah. Not one that I know of anyway. I'm sure there are people out there and I've done a little bit of like Googling, like start, you know, Star Trek for newbies, like where to start and things like that. Um, I follow Max Temkin on Twitter. Yeah. I don't like Max Temkin. So, uh, but one thing that he does is, uh, he's made a couple Star Trek guides. Oh, I think, um, look at him. I forget which one it was hit. What are the what are the different shows again? What are the names? Uh, the original series, yep. Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. He did a Deep Space Nine guy, and he says like this is the the first the. If you're new to Star Trek, watch Deep Space Nine and that's valid. Yeah, and specifically watch these episodes. And yeah, he, like create a little mini guide. So. Yeah, Deep Space Nine is really good. Yeah, uh, I was. We've talked about like how you don't have to have seen everything to be a fan of it. We've talked about how that's what you think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and in particular, it was about, you know, Star Trek and that I've not seen everything of Star Trek yet. And I'm yeah. okay with that and happy about that. That's why I don't consider you a Star Trek fan. That's okay. <laughs> I don't care what you think. <laughs> uh, one of my coworkers loves Star Trek. And that's something we bonded on very early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had only really ever seen Next Generation. Mm. and But but she was considered herself a Star Trek fan. She loved it. She, like... A month ago, she rewatched all of Next Generation in like three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she, she watched an episode. She watched a season in like three days because mm-hmm. um, she loves it that much. That's really awesome. And we were talking about some of the other stuff. And, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm watching DS9. You know, I'm finally getting through it. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, like a week ago or two weeks ago, she grabbed me in the hallway. And she's like, Kevin, I'm watching Deep Space Nine. I'm on season four. Uh, nice. And she's loving it. And she's like, it's great. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. And that made that reminded me of how you think it's dumb to like a thing if you don't know all of it. 
it's not it's not dumb to like a thing while you are in the pursuit of watching all of it but she's, she's never seen it before she's in season six now she told me yesterday really burning through it yeah um you've seen all of 30 rock right no you haven't no maybe i'll make you watch an episode of 30 rock i've seen the first three seasons have you seen the leap day episode i don't think so with leap day william no i don't think so i'm gonna make you watch leap day william. i'll tell you the last episode i watched because uh, i remember it because i think i said i think this is too much <laughs> i think i might be done with 30 rock uh, I think it was a season finale or a season premiere. Um, Tracy Morgan and the guy in the trucker hat uh-huh. uh, decide to make a porn video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm done with this for a while. <laughs> that was not a particularly great story. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but I think I saw everything before that. Like I watched it pretty regularly, and then that was it. And you were like, "Ah, I'm out." And then, well, I was like, "I'm I'm done for a while." And I never went back. Like yeah. I never had it. Like I I watched one of the live episodes. Did Those they do were more than one. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the idea of live TV. Like that's really fascinating to me. And being able to do yeah, it. and it's fun to do a for a non a typically non live sitcom to do yeah. a live episode. Yeah, but it, I watched one of those that had Matt Damon in it. <laughs> as uh, as up. her pilot boyfriend yeah, yeah he showed up and i'm like oh i didn't know that was a thing going on in this show whose name is um he had a like he had a typically uh woman's name leslie leslie or courtney or something like know. that which i kind of like i like uh, i think he was in one scene of the live episode and i was like matt damon's in this <laughs> and that's about all i got out of the scene he's um uh he re- he's a recurring character every once in a while gotcha uh no, so if we do this again, uh, yeah. where we prepare for an episode by yeah. watching things together, I'm going to make you watch Leap Day, William. Okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You have it on disc somewhere? We can plug it into my Blu-ray player? <laughs> I've got it on Netflix. <laughs> I don't... Net, it's nec, a, it's Netflix? It's flicks for the net. Netflix? <laughs> Ew. You're saying Netflix? <laughs> it's a streaming service for movies about necks. A lot of movies about necks. All actually, all that's on there are just the shots of vampires biting necks in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'd watch that. I'd watch, <laughs> I'd watch that supercut. 